day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Wednesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB, and this morning, uh, charity money. Uh, apparently, you can pick and choose where that money comes from these days. Uh, the government of non delivery non delivers something else. And Mike seems to think that speed does not kill after all. And uh, we'll uh, ex- pre- preview the very exciting COP27. But before any of that, job figures out today. How's it looking? So what should be happening today won't be happening. Well, it won't be happening if the experts are right, and let's be honest, these days they mostly aren't. But if evidence with our own eyes is anything to go by within a margin, what should be happening won't. And what should be happening today is the unemployment rate jumps. And it would jump because of slack in the economy, given everyone's given up spending, demand is down, the Reserve Bank's unrelenting attack on inflation is paying dividends, and we are on our way to restoring the balance in the economy. But as I say... None of that's happening today. When the official figures for employment come out, most think the headline employment rate or unemployment rate will go down, the opposite to what we want. And that is because within a margin, none of us are paying any attention to Adrian Orr and his cash rate. None of us, in large numbers anyway, are bleeding financially. We're still spending, still defying gravity, still taking our pay rises and believing none of this is real. We have of late seen a little bit of evidence in the right direction. Allegedly, job ads are down a bit. More people are applying for each of those jobs. Credit applications for personal loans are up. Demand for mortgage money is down. These are good indicators, hey? <laughs> the irony. The slowing troubled economy is a good sign. That's how badly we've cocked all of this up. But but it is still not hitting the job market. And sadly, reality is, until we have a lot more people unemployed, we are going nowhere fast. And this is the soft landing, hard landing conundrum the Reserve Bank is facing. The longer this goes in the wrong direction, the harder the landing will be. If we hadn't handed out the pay rises and spent them all, if the Reserve Bank had acted earlier and faster, we wouldn't be here now. If Grant hadn't indemnified Adrian, we wouldn't be here now. So today, when the unemployment rate is 3.1 or whatever it is, where once that was a sign of real success, it is now sadly an outworking of failure and lack of response. The lower the figure the more in denial we are. Oh, I see the story of my life. It doesn't matter whether it's good news or bad news. It's bad news. <laughs> I feel like that sometimes. Uh, bad news uh, or bad look for Starship Hospital. They've turned down uh, the donation from somebody either because it's gambling or because it's racing. Uh, one or a combination of those things means that they don't want that money. So we're having this discussion about the uh, the gambling. So I'd take gambling money, and from your text feedback this morning, it's 100% you'd take gambling money. You can't believe it, and you're saying, well, what about the lotto money? That's gambling money. Somebody goes, Glenn says, what about a Russian oligarch? Yes, I'd take a Russian oligarch's money, unless I. it could be shown to me it was illegally gained. If it wasn't illegally gained, not all Russians are crooks and criminals. I'd take a Russian's money. Uh, then somebody said, what about tobacco money? I take tobacco money as well. It's illegal. My bar is l- illegality. If it's illegal, ill-gotten gains, and can be proven to be illegal, of course you don't take the money. Vape, vape shop. I'd take vapes. It's, Ill- it's legal. If the government of the day justifies whatever behaviour they justify with law and legislation that allows you to collect tax and income from those operations, whether it be tobacco or vaping or Russians or whatever... If it's legal, it's legal. And you're then making a moral judgment. And if you want to make a moral judgment, make one. That's fine. I don't care. But if I was the charity, and particularly if I was in health, I'd be taking the dough. Simple as that. Um, and I, I was a bit quite sympathetic because I'm not a fan, not so much for the gambling, but the horse racing. I'm not a fan of horse racing at all. I believe it's um, exploiting animals often to the point of uh, uh, hurting animals. And just for people's enjoyment. 
Um, but then today, uh, the person who won the sweep here at work, which I don't participate in for those reasons, uh, put on a morning tea with the money that she'd won. So then I, was, I had a very difficult moral decision at that point, didn't I? Do I eat the morning tea? It gets tricky. It gets very tricky very quickly. Um, I don't know if I, I don't, I'll tell you what I did. Uh, all right, look, time's getting away on us. Better quickly move on to the next uh, segment. Um, see how I can avoid the question? I'm just like Jacinda Ardern. On the government and delivery, very good story on TV3 last night. They've launched a couple of programs, the government. One is a program that's ended up delivering, so good for the delivery for the government. The, can, the government can deliver, but the problem with the delivery in this particular program, it's done the opposite to what it was supposed to do. Second program's done nothing at all, so no delivery. So first of all, you've got your $20 million fund set up by the government to support victims of non-fatal strangulation. It's turned out it's actually helped more alleged perpetrators than victims. Believe that, despite promising to have specific staff in the country's courts, they failed to introduce a single one. So we've got the $20 million program, meant to fund 870 expert medical witnesses per year who would testify in court in order to prosecute perpetrators and secure early guilty pleas. Only been used in 86 cases, more than half of which were used by the defence. Then we've got the programme. This was from Budget 2021, $200,000 put towards having sexual violence champions across all district courts whose jobs were to recognise the signs of sexual and family violence and step in to help. So far, not a single role has been established. Uh, Miss Ardern, in 2021, was very, very vocal about this issue. I take responsibility for lifting the well-being of our tamariki and their whanau. Quite right. You can't argue with that. And so yesterday, they went back to her and asked her about why these things had so badly failed. Technically, neither, neither of us are the responsible ministers. Anything else? Thanks. Listen to her voice back in 2021 when she was launching it. I take responsibility for lifting the well-being of our tamariki and their whānau. Very serious. And yesterday? Technically, neither, neither of us are the responsible ministers. Nope. Anything else? That anything else was from another time when she got embarrassed for non-delivery as well. You can't make this stuff up. Probably just as well Mike pointed out that that last little thing um, there was not from the same bit of audio as, as the previous thing. I just thought it would be funny to add it in there and it wasn't until I played it and I heard it and I thought, oh no, I've made it sound like that she did that yesterday, which wasn't true. Still funny though. Right, uh, speed limits. Um, Mike's had a look at the road toll and in spite of the fact that we've got lower speed limits in many places, uh, it hasn't immediately stopped everybody dying on the road. So what are the government going to do, question for you, when the year turns out to be one of the deadliest on the roads in years. This is, uh, this is how we're tracking, by the way. This past weekend, we stand now at 307 dead. So leaked material from Waka Kotah, he suggested they've mapped the country for problem roads and turns out just about every road is a problem road. So they're suggesting they drop the speed limit to 80 everywhere. Uh, this is what happens when you reach a point where all the ideas you've tried don't work. And if 80 doesn't solve it, what will it be? 60? They're already at 30 in many downtown areas of urban New Zealand, of course, as you know. It does follow that if speed limit, I don't know, let's make it five kilometres, shall we? So that road death toll would drop, wouldn't it? How could it not? But the economic damage, not to mention the psychological impact, would far outweigh any road toll gains. But I'm assuming that somewhere between where we are now and that particular absurdity of 5Ks is where they might look to head towards. The answer is, of course, the quality of our roads. We've got shocking roads. 
but we don't want to spend the money. Not helped, of course, by a government that doesn't even like roads. They would far rather spend money on trains and buses that people don't use. They're in a bind because Julianne Genta launched her Road to Zero campaign, which, as the <laughs> numbers sit, is an abject failure. But then again, who's remotely surprised? What do you reckon has been spent over the years on ads? Warning us, cajoling us, threatening us. And to what end? My view is that bad accidents are a result of a couple of things. One, exceedingly bad luck. In other words, you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. It isn't your fault. No amount of advertising or road rules would have stopped it. And two, of course, idiots, whether by madness or booze or drugs or criminal activity or poor cars, insane behaviour. The stuff that is preventable, but only if the fool behind the wheel was behaving differently. And those sort of people are not reached by ads on the telly and cops that aren't on the road. So back to the question. When we get to the end of the year, in a month or so, and the toll is up yet again and one of the worst in years, what then? Another ad agency? Yeah, I guess, though, do you argue that it would be even worse if uh, we'd been driving faster? Very hard to say, isn't it? All I know is what I said yesterday is that the opportunities I've had to actually drive at or over the speed limit... Uh, and living memory uh, few and far between. We're going to finish up here uh, breathlessly awaiting COP27. <sighs> That's me groaning uh, because it's already started. COP27 starts this weekend. Uh, current climate pledges focus too much on land-based carbon dioxide sinks, tree planting rather than food production and diversity. Researchers from Australia, Denmark and Sweden say in a new report, we're going to be inundated with new reports over the next week or two weeks as we build up to COP27 and we go through that usual rigmarole of we need to save the world, it's too late, now is the time, let's act immediately, it's an emergency, yada, 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 yada. And they'll all land their, if we save the world, though. And they, and they all land their planes and they don't save the world, Glenn, because you remember we but talked this about... This time. Do, no. Do, you know what they no, say? 20, no. 27 time the no, charm. No, no, no. Uh, uh. Not 27, not 26, 25, 24, 23, Maybe next 22. Year? No. No, it isn't happening. We're not saving the world. We're just gas-bagging a lot about it for the next two weeks. Shoot me now. See, Mike's so dismissive. Um, you never know. Somebody could turn up. Um, the, you know, the Prime Minister of Finland. You know, the one who goes nightclubbing. That's her, isn't it? She could turn up to cop and say, hey... We can club our way through this. Everybody get on board with that. Environmentally friendly nightclub. Um, you know, the world leaders get together, dance away the night, take a few party drugs, and all agree that, you know, put an end to carbon emissions and peace and love and happiness. You never know. I'm Glenn ZB. Random end to the rewrap, which is surely what you've come to expect by now. We'll see you back here again tomorrow and find out how that one ends. Then. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.